You're listening to Telltales, true stories by everyday sailors. Hi, my name's Andy Rice, and today we're going to bring you some fun little stories from the sea. Quantum Sail's Julie Davidson was at the Annapolis Boat Show, where she caught up with some interesting people with a good tale to tell. We all know that on boats, things go wrong, but when a job's got to be done, it's got to be done. And as you're about to hear in a moment, you can't fault Kathy for her commitment to the cause. Hi, my name is Kathy McGuire. I race in the Great Lakes, and on Lake St. Clair, one of my stories was when very first few times I was sailing, it was on a J-24 in Anchor Bay on a boat called the Magic Twanger. Never forget it. And it was blowing like stink, and they had the shoot up, and we had to get it down really fast. And I went on to the clue, and I pulled it in. Well, guess what? It took me out of the boat into the lake, and the owner of the boat said, Oh, my God, there's a rooster tail coming off your boots. And they, I never let go because my job was to get that sail in. And, um, but they got me back on the boat, and I even went sailing the next day. A rooster tail off her boots? How many people can claim they've done that in their sailing lives? And how many of us have had to call Mayday? It's a last resort that none of us ever wants to have to do, but Chris Charbonneau has been there and lived to tell the tale. I was on a 55-foot trimaran owned by the Inventure Trust. The name of the boat was Inventure. And uh, it was it had a walker wingsail design, which uh, basically meant the entire boat um, was powered by a, uh, a pair of what looked like aircraft wings, um, very similar to what you see right now in the America's Cup boats. And uh, we were sailing along trying to deliver this boat into uh, um, to go to St. Catherine Docks in London. Uh, we're coming from the Isle of Wight, and uh, about 3 o'clock in the morning, the, the rig actually just came loose. Uh, and it was we had a small crack in it, and it was just pounding on the coach roof. Um, we weren't sure what to do. We ended up, uh, my, the skipper and I were lying down as flat as we could on the floor of the boat. Uh, and we grabbed the VHF, um, and he starts calling a mayday. And we were, I wasn't convinced that it was actually life-threatening. And I kind of said, it's, it's kind of a pan-pan, isn't it? And then the, then the rig is pounding and pounding and pounding on the roof and I looked at him again and I said, no, it's a mayday, go ahead. Um, and then um, uh, we had two other people on board. Uh, we had a pilot boat come out to try and assist us and uh, as we were trying to actually abandon the boat and let the rig come down on its own, um, uh, the rig came down and luckily nobody was hurt uh, except for the boat and uh, and luckily, the rig came down, and almost all of it landed on uh, on deck, so we didn't uh, we didn't have to cut away too much of it. But um, unfortunately, we weren't able to make it to to, to London. Uh, we limped back into Ramsgate, where they took the rig off, and the rig was scrapped. And uh, uh, actually, I'm not even sure what the boat's doing now. But um, you know, that's my Mayday story. And what was interesting about this is you said the boat was designed for handicapped sailors. Or? It was. It was. It was really. Fully outfitted with um, hydraulic lift and bedding, and uh, everything on the boat could be controlled by a joystick. It was specifically for wheelchair accessibility. Um, I know the trust is still in existence and really a strong supporter of, of uh, wheelchair accessibility and sailing. Um, I hope the boat 
is still out there too. Now that's the kind of experience that could put you off sailing in a real hurry. But thankfully, Chris is still as mad about sailing as he always has been. You've just got to take the rough with the smooth. Enjoy the good moments and learn from the bad ones so they don't happen again. That's the moral of Jeff Hamby's story coming up next. Uh, me and my wife and uh, the guy that owned a uh, Supercat 19 uh, were in the Rappahannock River sailing out of Belle Isle. And it was a beautiful day. We were sailing along. I was out on a trap. My wife was on board. Uh, and we were just blasting it. Had the hull out. It was perfect. And sailing along. And the next thing I know, I'm aft, still in the trap. And I come up out of the water and go, did I break the trap line? What am I doing in the water? And then I notice that the whole spar is laid along. And my wife and the captain are sitting there. And it's like, oh, the mast came down. <laughs> What do I do now? I've still got the trap line in my hand. I just go, do I let go of this? No, I don't let go of this. I pull myself back on the boat. And so my wife got on the other guy's boat. And, you know, these sails are reasonably manageable when the stick is standing up. But once it's laying down and you're bouncing around and you need to get it rolled up, I found myself under the sail with my knife out, cutting the batten lines so we could sleeve all the battens out so we could manage the sail. It's a fully battened mainsail. And it was just, <laughs> it was an eye-opener. <laughs> it was really quite interesting. Do you know what caused the mast to come down? Or? Uh, yeah, right above the roller furler, there's a little toggle, not much bigger than this, that's all Nyko pressed together. And whoever made it, Nyko pressed too big a thimble into it. It was bigger than spec for the wire. And so they put a strain right at the Nyka press thimble, and you could see where it just sat there and worked and corroded and worked and corroded. And, you know. Eventually just yeah. said, I'm yeah. done. Yeah, and, you know, it, was, it wasn't done, it wasn't done, it wasn't done, then it was done. <laughs> the moral of the story is wash your rigging after every sail and look real closely at it. Everybody in our little group was like, man, I've been going over my stand and rigging like crazy. <laughs> I think I'm buying all new. A good lesson from Jeff's telltale. And an even more shocking one from Grant Hedefin from New Zealand, who warns of the dangers of living in the electronic age. Okay, so sailing along in the Caribbean one time and um, looked clear ahead, uh, except I looked on the electronic navigation chart and it says there's an island right in front of us on the chart. So I'm like, right, I want this as a, as a screenshot. So I sailed right over the island. Um, which didn't exist, and the electronic chart said we went right through the middle of the island, and I got the screenshot right in the middle, so I actually have that photograph. Um, but it just goes to show you that electronic charts, you know, garbage in, garbage out, right? So don't trust the electronic chart. Keep your eyes out of the boat um, and look ahead. In the next story of navigational mishaps, there really is no blaming the charts, digital, paper, or otherwise. Sometimes you just have to admit as George Krushak does here, that you've got to keep your eyes on the road and not get distracted. And there's this beautiful chick on a catamaran who's just getting up to take her morning shower. <laughs> so she comes up on deck naked and jumps in. So while we're watching this, we run aground <laughs> with, a, with a 55 with a 55 footer. That was hilarious. And we couldn't get that. We couldn't get that damn boat off of there for nothing. So this guy is reminding me of you. His big ass old wooden boat starts it up. I mean, it's big. Comes up, nice guy. Give me a line, you know. 
Boom. Pops us right off. So that costs us like six bottles of wine. So as George's story tells us, good navigation is about paying attention, which is sort of what Jan Drescher's story is about too. Every summer we would sail from Cleveland, Ohio, up to Sandusky to go to Cedar Point. That was our yearly cruise and vacation. When my daughter was eight, seven, eight, um, in March, I broke my leg, a tib-fib, and so I was in a cast, and my daughter cried, oh my goodness, we're not going to get to go to Cedar Point this year. And I go, yes we are, we'll go by car. You mean we can get there by car? Never knew that there was any other way to get to Cedar Point but by boat. Now, normally we do like people to tell us who they are, but you might forgive the next teller of their tale for wanting to remain anonymous. I'm anonymous because it's embarrassing. So it was the last day of the season. We were taking the boat around from Spock Creek to Back Creek to have it hauled at Jabin's. I was with a colleague of mine, um, a German gentleman, and at the end of the day, uh, he was he was driving the boat because I said he loved to drive the boat. <laughs> and he ran aground in the middle of the Severn, well off the shoal pole, right? It had been blowing like 35 knots for the better part of three days. And then he accused the charts of being wrong, but of course, 35 knots for three days, no chart is going to be right. Hard aground, boat broached, not in a bad way, but just turned sideways to the rind. Um, and we got pushed even harder onto what would otherwise be the bottom of the, you know, the deepest part of the Severn. And uh, it took, um, one towboat came out, looked, turned and went away, and then they brought out another big one. And we're very happy to pull me off. It took about 30 minutes, hauled us into Back Creek. We got the boat pulled out without incident, no damage done, um, except to my bank account. $2,500, um, because I was being cheap on the insurance for towing. Thought I could not have it. So now I have it, <laughs> and I haven't run aground since. A lot of these navigational anecdotes have been about paying attention and the high price you can pay if you don't. In our next tale, Kate Throp was paying attention, and she could see that she was about to run into bad, bad trouble. But what to do? At one point in my life, I was living on a 50-foot catamaran in Outremer, and uh, we were sailing at night in the, Car um, uh, the Chesapeake. And um, I was on watch by myself. And I had all my ducks lined up. I mean, I had all the, on the radar. I had everything all lined up. I knew where everything was. And then I went to look at the radar again, and there was this blah <laughs> right in front of us. And I thought we were going to die. <laughs> And I went out and I checked everything and I couldn't find the blob. And I came back and the blob flew away. It was a fly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so the moral of the story is get color radar. Well, I hope you enjoyed those telltales from Annapolis. And we'll be back to you with some more very soon. We've got lots more fun things for you on the Quantum Sales website, including a bunch of great tips and tricks by the experts so please do head on over to quantumsales.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's it from me this week, but I look forward to bringing you more telltales from the sailing world very soon.